Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Good morning and happy Saturday on this beautiful 12th of November. It's actually starting to get a little chilly, but that is okay. Um, my name is Lillian Daniels. You're listening to the Happy He Radio Show. And you're listening to the radio show on Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. The Happy He Radio Show was created because I tore my ACL in 2010 and I killed it without surgery. And I realized there was a need for others that also had knee problems and wanted to learn and know how to treat it naturally. And so I now consult individuals one-on-one to help them get to a happy knee. And a happy knee is a knee that you can use every day, that you can rely on, and that is really providing you happiness and joy as opposed to something that you're really worrying about all the time. And so if you have knee problems or if you have a loved one that has knee problems, be sure to visit thehappyknee.com and get your copy of the free Happy Knee. This guide is basically just three points that are super easy to follow and have given many people immediate results with very, very, like, no cost. And um, it's just I highly, highly recommend it and I, I can't live without these tips, and I hope you share them or use them yourself if you have any pain because it really improves the quality of your life. So today's show is we're going to discuss the five things I learned running the New York City Marathon. So last Sunday, I had the awesome opportunity to run the New York City Marathon, and I ran it for American Need You, which is a nonprofit that really um, contributes to um, accelerating accelerating and helping first-generation college students. And it's an awesome, awesome program. So I would definitely check it out. If you would like to donate, you certainly can. But yes, last Sunday, I ran 26.2 miles. Now, I was extremely, extremely nervous. I was asking everyone, okay, what should I do? What should I eat? How much should I run? When should I run? Can I do this? I was just asking all the questions. And if you are planning on doing a race like five miles or more or a marathon, I think these tips really, really helped me. And they're going to be more specific to a marathon, but it really kind of, a lot of them have a common theme that you can apply if you have a smaller race as well. 
So let's get right into it. So one of the first things that, um, you know, I always talk about is how what you eat affects you, whether it's your emotions, your energy level, um, and especially your performance. So say you're doing, um, you know, you're preparing for something. You want to make sure that you're really giving your body the fuel and the tools that it needs. And that comes in the form of the food that you eat. So during last week's show, we went through more detail what I ate, but I'll just review. The night before, I had brown rice with um, sunflower seeds as well as pumpkin seeds, and I had dried shiitake mushrooms and added into that. And then I also had some greens. And that's what I had the night before. Now, basically what I want you guys to know is if you're training for a race, really make sure that you don't switch it up. So don't think, you know what, tonight today is race day. I'm going to eat something I never ate before. Try to start figuring out what works best for your body prior to the date of the race. So before the race, um, like the first day I decided I was going to do, which is a few months prior, I was just like, man, I'm going to have all the spaghetti I want. But you know what? I never really got to cooking spaghetti or eating all that, you know, pasta that I was just, like, so excited to have. And so the night before the race was not the time to do that. So the night before the race, I had brown rice um, with with seeds cooked into it and um, shiitake mushrooms cooked into it. And it just was very quick, easy, and I just, you know, sauteed up some greens, and that's what I had the night before. And then during the morning, I had to get up early and head, head over to the starting line on a ferry. And so I really just I made some oatmeal and I put in honey, again, my favorite sunflower seeds, but I sauteed them so I had a little crunch, and then some cinnamon. And then I brought that with brought that in a plastic container with me um, and just, you know, ate, ate it along the way. And that was the second meal that I'd been – that I had during my training. And so what I did was one morning I would have oatmeal for breakfast. And then an hour later I would go for a run and I would wonder like, you know, I would take note, okay, how is my body feeling? Do I feel energized? Do I feel like I have a food baby? You know, you know how you run, you feel like you have the itis or you feel like, you know what? I can feel that meal that I had last, that I had last. Right. And so the reason I enjoyed the brown rice and the oatmeal was because those two meals, they gave me the energy that I needed, but they didn't give me the kind of the heavy, undigested feel that I might get with other foods. So tip number one, stick to what works and figure out what works before the race starts. For me, it was brown rice for dinner and oatmeal for breakfast. And for you, hey, it might be a cheeseburger. I don't think it would work for me. However, just test it out before the race. And now getting into the race. So during the New York City Marathon, there every mile, about every mile, there is a pit stop or not a pit stop. You don't have to stop if you don't want to. But there's a place where you can get water and you can get Gatorade. And... I really enjoy yellow Gatorade. Like, I like it. And so um, while I was racing, I would stop pretty much at every every mile 
and get some Gatorade and water. A few times I would skip and just keep going. But the point there is a huge part of having a happy knee is making sure that you are not feeding your body the foods that kind of really deteriorate it. And so on a day that I'm not running a marathon, which is every other day of the week, <laughs> year, right, um, I realize that after I have a high sugar or high processed um, item, so such as um, one thing I really like, like in New York City you can get um, a red velvet croissant. What the heck? Sounds extremely indulgent, which it is. And so one day I had one, and, you know, and then this is it's not, you know, to pick on the sugary stuff, but pretty much any time I have something really, really high sugar content or highly processed, um, I realize a few hours later or even the next day, I wake up and my knee is tight or it has a little sense of pain and instability, right? Now, why does this matter for the marathon? During a marathon, it's highly encouraged or it's, you know, it's kind of popular to have a lot of these energy um, bars and, you know, and gels and all these things, right, to keep you going. And for me, I really don't recommend that. I really, really don't recommend. So if there's, you know, um, a specific gel packet or other items, I would really try to stay away from them or at the very least not have the marathon be the first time you try it. So if you really are, say you're, you know, an avid runner and, you know, you really, really like your gels, I think that's fine. But I would, I would try, try running without them and try finding foods that will fuel you um, instead of those. So, one thing I really loved was the oatmeal and the brown rice. And so I would go as far as trying to make your own, you know, mashed up source of energy. So that might be blending up brown rice or, you know, cooked brown rice or blending up oatmeal so that you have those little packets and put them in a little baggie and then using those as energy. But I don't recommend, you know, the other the other other packets and I would I would really try to stay away from them because I for me I immediately see a change in my knee behavior and what I learned was you do not want to experience that during the marathon so second point of point is you know try not to eat a whole bunch of processed foods don't make a lot of these um, not a lot. Of, don't make a lot the processed foods and the processed items that are really encouraged for marathon training or running. Don't make that a, pro, a part of your training. Instead, try to substitute um, sources of energy that you make yourself. So it might be tricks like making sure you get enough sleep, or it might be um, monitoring what food really works, what food doesn't work for you, right? Because we are we are. We are very strong. I don't want we're not working. Well, are we organisms? Probably, yeah. But, like, we're very strong. Our body is phenomenal. It can, it can do a lot more than we could even imagine. And we have all the tools that we need. And so I would very much so try to 
find a natural solution to um, having energy and endurance along the way. Great. And so if you're just tuning in, you are listening to the Happy Knee Radio Show, and we are talking about the five things that I learned while running the New York City Marathon. Now, why did I choose five things? I chose five because there's five boroughs, and I thought the show is a little too short for me to get through 26 points. So if you guys have any more questions, you can absolutely, you know, email me at info at thehappyknee.com. Also, visit thehappyknee.com now and get your Happy Knee guide. It's free. It has three easy points, right? It's not, it's not something that's going to take all day for you to digest. It's literally going to tell you three easy points that are natural, effective, and give you pain, um, knee pain relief. So I highly recommend it. You know, don't, don't, you know, put yourself through dealing with knee pain. It's not necessary. You don't have to. There are natural solutions. And the have three points to happy knee and the free, um, the free happy knee guide will show you that. And so... The third point is how can your friends how can your friends help you during your race? So when you're running your race, everyone's gonna ask you, What's your bib number? Where you know, what mile should I be at? Um, you know, when what what time do you run and all that stuff and everyone is so beautifully supportive and that, that's something I really, really, really appreciated and I'm so thankful for. And so you know, if your friends are going to be there, you want to know, okay, if my friends are going to be there, I want to know, how can I help? How can I help? Then you want to be able to tell them how they can help. And so um, they're going to cheer. They're going to have their signs. It's awesome. It's exciting. And it's just beautiful. Now, if you've had knee pain or you've had bouts of instability in your knee, then you most likely have a, a bandaged um, knee brace or another knee brace where you, that allows you to work out or stay somewhat mobile um, even though you have knee pain. And I actually saw some ladies and, you know, some men as well out there a knee brace on. And so um, one thing that I, I, want, I like really tell my clients and tell anyone that asks for kind of knee advice is you don't want to rush recovery. You know, you don't, if you have a knee tear, from my experience, you do not benefit greatest by just jumping right back in there, right? The best thing to do is to really let your body rest and heal itself and then gradually work your way up, right? And so what does this have to do with how your friends can help? So for me, I was absolutely awesome. Up until mile 16, I saw one group of friends there. You know, they encouraged me. I was full of energy. I was great. And then I saw friends at, I believe it was mile 19. And then they encouraged me. It was, everything was great. They're like, well, you look, what, you look great. You look happy. It was awesome. And then I think it was mile 21. The same group of friends saw me again. They're like, William, you look like you were in trouble. You were limping a little bit, right? And so this was after I had had, you know, I I had a little bit of a um, a shot or a gel 
No, no, when I say shot, let me let me clarify. Shot when I mean a shot of energy, did not drink liquor. Um, but I, you know, I had like a gel packet, and then I had, you know, this like all this time I'd been having Gatorade, and around mile twenty, my knee started to just kind of be like, hey, Lily, we're not going to do this anymore, <laughs> and so you know, I got a, a shot of pain, and I had to kind of walk for a quick minute. And I was just like, you know, I'm not going to stop. And so fortunately, I was able to finish. And I have a very great speed walk as well as um, I was able to jog some of it as well. But I was visibly able to see that one knee wasn't acting right. And now this is comparable to, um, Say after you go skiing, it wasn't as bad as if you hurt your knee skiing, but it hurt a little bit. And I, you know, fortunately I didn't get any swelling or anything like that. But um, if you have instability or if, you know, you're going to be doing a long race that you've never done before, I would recommend maybe even, you know, asking your friends, hey, can you meet me at, when you're at, you know, a specific mile, can you bring my knee brace? And maybe you'll need it, maybe you will not. However, it will be helpful. And a lot of things I tell, um, I tell this to a lot of my clients is, if you're working out, even though you know, um, like when the first the first um, period of recovery is really regaining stability, and that stability is subtle movements, more like micro exercises and um, knee flexing, right? But you're not getting on a machine. You're not, you know, running or anything like that. The next phase is really gaining range of motion. And when you're doing stuff where you're ra- getting, gaining range of motion, you want to use a brace while doing it because the brace is helping to guide and support your knee and to prevent further harm. And so similar to that phase, if you get a minor injury while doing a long race, it's helpful to have your knee brace um, support you the rest of the way. Now, I highly believe that if I did not have a whole bunch of sugar and all that during the race up until mile 20, I think my knee would have been fine. Um, But in the case that you do encounter um, instability but you want to try a race, um, say over like over five miles or over three miles, you can really gauge it for yourself. That is how your friends can really help you out. You, you know, you can leave them with your favorite um, brace that still allows range of motion. And that is something, you know, that's something I may have considered doing. <clears throat> now, the fourth tip is around hydration. Now, before the race, a lot of people are like, you know, hydration is something you really want to make sure you're doing. You want to make sure you're hydrating on the way over, um, on the way over the ferry. And so I did that, but what I found was, I'm not saying don't hydrate, but I'm saying don't freak out about it. So, like, don't drink so much water that you might miss your race because you're going to the restroom. <laughs> um but the the water along the way, and you can you can ask if this is the case with any marathon you're doing. If it's not the New York City Marathon, just to double check. Um, the water along the way was very very helpful, and um, so I would just say don't freak out about it. 
about hydration, but I would say, you know, still try to, like, you should be hydrating no matter what. Um, so get a, still get into a habit. If you think you're not drinking enough water, get into a habit where you have a big water bottle that you carry around and the goal is to really get rid of it, like to drink, you know, drink the entire bottle. And by having a larger water bottle, it makes it easier so you don't have to continuously go back and forth. Like say you're working all day, you don't have to continuously go back and forth to refill it. So with hydrating, check to see if your race has water stations. And if they do, that's great. And now a little trick that I absolutely loved and I felt like a pro when I found out about it, if you're a runner, you may already know this, but when you're running and they have, you know, they're offering you water or they're offering you Gatorade, instead of holding the cup from the bottom, hold the cup from the top and squeeze it so it kind of, you know, gets a spout and then you're able to drink it. So then that prevents the water from, water or Gatorade from spilling over and it allows you to drink it easier. And this is another tip. This might sound silly, but hey, it happened to me. So when you're running, I would recommend you're running and you're trying to drink um, liquid and stay hydrated at the same time. I recommend tipping your head down, tipping your head down when you're trying to drink. So say your 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 mouth is filled with water and now you're drinking. Drinking instead of you know looking forward, you know to gulp the water down, tip your head forward, like slightly you know like your chin to your chest. And the reason for this is to prevent you from choking. Because, like, you're, you're kind of, you're not focused on the water. You're focused on getting through the race. You're focused on running. And it can be easy to try to drink like you're, you know, regular, but you're not regular right now. You're running. And so one way to control how much water is going, that you're swallowing at a time, is to tip your head down. So pardon me if you guys already know this, but this was a game changer for me. Um, and so that was um, that was something that was really helpful for me. And now the last tip that I really want you guys to take away if you're ever running a race, and this really applies to um, – this applies to life, you know, um, is go at your own pace. You know, don't be intimidated. Do not look left, do not look right, but really focus on managing your own energy and getting yourself through the race. Um, again, so you're listening to, for those that are just tuning in, <laughs> You're listening to the Happy Knee Radio Show. Visit thehappyknee.com to get your free Happy Knee gift. And um, yeah, just get that. It's free. It helps. It's effective. And I do not want you guys to have any pain. Like that is the goal. So do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the last tip I really want you guys to know is like move at your own pace. And this is something that fortunately. I ran track before, and this is something that I didn't get for a while. Like, I would get very, very excited, and I would get, you know, intimidated and worried, like, oh, my gosh, this girl's in this lane, and I'm in that lane. That means that she's faster than me, and she has all this experience, you know. And so really try to focus on yourself. And as you are training and leading up to the day of your race, 
um, be aware of how your body reacts. So how so say you're doing a 10-mile run. Be aware of like, okay, I know from training or running a few times that at mile two, I will have a great deal of energy. Or at mile five, you know, it gets a little tiring or um, this is when my calves tighten up or this is when my arms feel a little heavier. And so be aware of those things on the time that you wish to hit. Um, Really focus on figuring out how to treat those those things that are causing you causing a challenge for you. For example, for me, my hamstrings were extremely, extremely tight. Like I felt like my 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 hips and my upper body was cement after around mile sixteen. Like that's how my body felt when I was training. And so I learned I had to stretch more. So I added in yoga, I added in, you know, doing the foam roller more, and I stopped freaking out about, oh, my gosh, I need to make a certain time. Because for me, I really wanted to just finish, and I wanted to finish in good shape. And so really take your time, and most specifically, you want the first the first few miles or the first, I think they said the first half of the race should be slower than the second half. Now, I, you know, don't follow that to the T, but at least the first, I would say, four miles, you know, don't be worried about going too slow. You know, take your time. It should be, I think they call it a negative split. And so it should be slower. So let people pass you, um, you know, because when it's a marathon, which is 26 miles, it's like, you know, you'll have a long way to go. Um, and so go at your own pace. When you're starting out, go slow, like very, very slowly, if it's 26.2 miles. Now, if you're training, you know, for time specifically, I would recommend, you know, just practicing because you don't want to, um, you know, hurt yourself and you want to make sure you you finish. And most people do finish. This is a little fact to, like, only 3% of the people that run the New York City Marathon do not finish. So it's highly likely that you will finish. But just to make it easier on yourself, going out pretty slowly will very much so help. And um, make sure that you stretch and and add that to your routine. And so I did not get a a coach or a trainer for this race. However, I did learn that stretching is a huge part of it. So it's not just running because it's easy, especially if you haven't run um, such a long distance before, it's easy to think, okay, I've never done this before. I need to make sure that I run, you know, 27 miles so that I can run 26. And that's how I felt. I was just like, I need to make sure that I get to finish. And um, realistically, you most likely don't have to do that much. But you do want to clear your body, you want to clear your mind, and you want to make sure that you're establishing habits that will ensure your success. So, you're listening to the Happy New Radio Show. I'm your host, Lillian Daniels. I hope that these tips were very helpful if you're running a marathon or you're running a race coming up. Please remember these tips. You are a company out. 
and just to review them, I would say try to avoid the processed um, racing items um, such as gels and, you know, protein bars and all that stuff. Try instead to substitute real food that you make yourself and try to do that as much as possible. If you still need all those other, you know, if your body has gotten to a point where it needs those things, um, no problem. But I would certainly try to have um, natural made-at-home um, solutions first and fuel properly the day before and the day of. If you have knee problems, if you've had knee problems before and this is a long race and you have friends that are helping you or going to meet you at a certain point, give them your knee brace and allow them to carry that in case you need it to finish the race. Make sure that you hydrate. Stick to what you have eaten. For me, it was brown rice and oatmeal. So learn what works best for you and stick to it. Again, I am your host, Lillian Daniels. Oh, and the last tip, um, go at your own pace. You know, don't freak out. Go at your own pace and go out slower than you think you should. So I'm your host, Lillian Daniels. You're listening to the Happy Me Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me. This episode was five things I learned running the New York City Marathon. I look forward to hearing from you. Please email any concerns or questions at info at thehappyknee.com, and I will get right back to you. Visit thehappyknee.com and your, your free Happy Knee Guide, which is going to basically tell you three points that you can do easily. Have a good one.